At the end of the movie, Robin Williams' character, Patch Adams, has to go before a medical board who's going to determine whether or not he can continue as a medical student. And at the end of the movie, he makes this beautifully impassioned speech about how he feels like doctors have become indifferent. He says that he feels that doctors have, have just been treating the disease. And when you just treat the disease, you win or you lose. But he, he believes that you have to treat the whole person. And when you do that, you win no matter what. And in that scene, he makes a short statement so full of truth. Indifference is the worst disease. Indifference is defined as a lack of interest, concern, or sympathy. Author Joan D. Vinge wrote that indifference is the worst thing in the universe because everything it touches It makes meaningless. In today's text, the disciples had been arguing again. They wanted to know who among them was the greatest. They wanted to know their rank. Who was Jesus' favorite? Because he was their ticket up in the world. They still believed that Jesus was going to come to power and they were going to be there right there with them, right there with him. They had tunnel vision. No matter how many times Jesus told them that his path required suffering and rejection and death and rising to life again after three days, they kept their eyes upon their status, upon greatness. And so Jesus' response to them is to take a child whom the disciples hadn't noticed and to put this child in the midst of his disciples. Children at this point, society was indifferent to them. They were seen as possessions of their parents. Children had no status. And here, all the disciples could argue about was their status. And Jesus is telling them to be like this child, to be like someone without status. For them, that would mean forgetting everything they'd been working towards. They just wanted to be great. They wanted the spotlight. They wanted the status. We can understand that. We live in a world that tells us to want power and to want status. The world continually reminds us of our rank. So it's easy to understand why the disciples were concerned with this. But Jesus' answer is to put a child in front of them and to tell them to be like this child, 
And Jesus wasn't just calling on his disciples to forget status and to be willing to lower themselves. He lowered himself in this text. Because at this time, for a man to hold a child in public would be for that man to willingly degrade himself, to willingly lower himself. That's what he was doing when he held that child. He was saying, I don't care what society says. I don't care about status. I see this child. I'm going to hold this child. I'm going to make sure that this child knows that they're cared about. Jesus refused to be indifferent toward this child whom society didn't see the point in until they're an adult. Just as Patch Adams refused to be indifferent towards those children in the, in the ward from the clip we watched, he wasn't assigned to them but he couldn't just keep walking. He saw them where they were, sad and alone. And he went in there and he spent time with them and he made them laugh. He showed them that even though they were patients, that they were people, that they were children, that their happiness mattered. He showed them that they had meaning. But the disciples, they didn't see that child. They probably definitely didn't like that child in the middle of their circle, getting their teacher's attention and being told to be like this child. because they still had their eyes on that spotlight, on that greatness, because they were working from a human definition of greatness. And here's Jesus trying to remind them that God's definition of greatness is so different from our own. God's definition of greatness is to see that child and to be willing to hold that child even though it meant that society frowned upon it. Even though it meant that in other people's eyes, he was less than. It doesn't matter. Jesus told the disciples, if you want to be great, if you want to sit at my, at my right hand, you have to be willing be last. You have to be willing to be a servant first. You have to forget about just looking out for yourself. Jesus was telling them, if you want to be great, you have to be willing to welcome that child or anyone else society sees as indifferent and be willing to pull them into your circle. You have to be willing to show them that they have meaning. You have to be willing to see with the eyes of the risen Lord 
the beloved child in each and every one of us, which is sometimes really hard to do because we're in a world of competition. We're in a world of rankings. I went to seminary with a bunch of other people looking to be pastors, and we still had rankings. We still competed. And it was really annoying. (laughs) But that's what the disciples were doing. We haven't changed. But Jesus is saying there's something more, there's something bigger You're not defined by your rank. You're not defined by your status. Jesus was saying, I didn't come to be indifferent towards anyone. Jesus didn't come here and be hung on a cross for himself. None of that was for himself. God is anything but indifferent. God sees us. God chose to come and to experience pain and loss. God came and wept with us in our pain. He didn't just keep moving. He wept before promising the resurrection, before promising life, before promising hope. He met us in that pain. God came to tell us that if we are his body, we are called not to be indifferent. So what does this mean? What does this look like? And I promise that not So regularly am I going to use sports stories, but this one was too good to pass up. A few years ago in Texas, Faith High School was a private Christian school, but they were a top contender in the state, football-wise. And one Friday night, they were hosting the windless Gainesville State School Tornadoes. But... That night, when Gainesville took the field, there was a banner made for them by Faith High School students that said, Go Tornadoes. And there was a 40-yard spirit line for them to run through of Faith High School students. The Faith High School junior varsity cheerleaders cheered for Gainesville State that night. And the Faith High School parents and students split up in the stands. They made banners for every player. They cheered on both teams. Faith High School won that game 33 to 14. But it was Gainesville State who gave their coach a Gatorade bath and who celebrated on the sidelines. And when the Gainesville State players returned to their bus, they found food and a Bible and a letter written for each of them from one of the Faith High School football players. Gainesville State School plays every game on the road. Their players have to be there 
because it is one of Texas's youth maximum security prisons. When Faith High School's head coach, Chris Hogan, saw that team on his schedule, he could have just written it off as an easy win. They don't win. But instead, he looked at them on his schedule. And he thought of himself first as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And he thought of his school that is a private Christian high school. And so he made an ask of his players, the school, and the parents. He said to them, I want every one of those boys to leave that night believing and knowing that they are just as valuable as every one of us. He said, I want them to hear their names chanted. I want them to hear people cheering them on. They have made mistakes. But we are not called to be indifferent to them. Which if we're being honest, it's really easy to be indifferent towards these kids. That night after the game, when the two teams met at the center of the field to pray, one of the Gainesville State players asked if he could pray. His name's Isaiah. And Isaiah prayed this prayer that I want to make sure I get right. Lord, I don't know how this happened. So I don't know how to say thank you. But I never would have known there were so many people in the world that cared about us. We don't know the long-term effects of what that night meant for each of those boys. But because that school chose to take their identity as a Christian first, because they chose to see these boys as beloved children of God instead of inmates in a prison. They showed them that God is not indifferent to them. They showed them that they matter, that they still have meaning, that they still have purpose. I don't want to be indifferent, but it is so easy to get caught up in this world, in our rank, and our status. It is so easy to get caught up in the talk about greatness because it's all around us. And so we get tunnel vision. 
And then it becomes easy to be indifferent, especially if it doesn't help us in the end. But we're not called to be indifferent. We're called to see those children, those Isaiahs, and to bring them into the middle of the circle of disciples. We're called to remind them that no matter what they have done, no matter who they may think they are, they have meaning and God cares about them. So let us work on this together as a church family, bringing people into our midst and making sure that indifference has no place here. Will you please pray with me? Lord, in a world so full of reminders that we are ranked in various places, in a world that is telling us to be concerned about our own personal greatness, our own power. Lord, help us to see that child in your loving arms. Help us to see those children, those children of yours, no matter how old they are, who you put in our path every day. And help us to remember not to be indifferent. In your son's name, amen.